one of these weeks, I'm just going to start the podcast with reading War of the Worlds. I'm just going to start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aliens are invading and they're coming for your children. Here we go. Hi, and welcome to Shorter by the Hour. I'm Jacob Holt, and I'm here with my pal, Tony Jacobson. Hello. Some say his back left pants pocket is just for ham sandwiches. Oh, my gosh. I, I just have no for ham back. sandwiches. <laughs> he likes the sound it makes when he sits down. <laughs> That's all it's for. It's not for eating. It's for sound effects. Oh, hello, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, is that one too much? We want to back up. We want to come up with another no, one. No, no, that's that's fine. We're going straight ahead. We're going forward. Ah, oh, ham and sandwiches. See, I fibbed. I had prepared something. I, just, I wanted to really, really go at you. I fibbed. Oh, I love it. I love it. As long as there's ham and cheese on that thing, I'm good. Well, it's not for food. It's just for sound effects. That's what yes. it says. Yeah. You just, you know, you like the way it squishes when you sit. I do. I, I do. <laughs> Anytime there can be a sound when I sit yeah. down, yeah, that's magic. Yeah. A sound that's not womp, womp, womp. <laughs> or the bark. Is, yeah. I don't know what she's been so upset. She is. Here, take this and look. That's your sound when you sit down. Let me give her this and see if she'll hush. I give her water bottles as toys. Take that. She's just been barking at random nothing. She'll just stare and bark in directions. My favorite is when she stares at the dishwasher. She's noticed she can see her reflection in the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. So she'll bark at her reflection. It's great. A lot of people say that if animals, well, especially dogs, if they bark just kind of at nothing, that usually means there's a ghost. No, I don't believe that. It's no. just weird. <laughs> she probably hears something. She, you know, this is an apartment. She hears something outside, or yeah, or you know, doesn't like the way a certain corner of the room looks. I don't know. So we can confirm there's no ghosts in your apartment. I mean, I can't confirm it. I mean, you can't ab- you can't confirm the absence of nothing. <laughs> you can't so you confirm a negative, right? You know, I can't. I, I, you can't disprove that there's not a ham ham sandwich in your pocket. Hmm. You know, you can't prove a negative. So right. how do you know it's not there? Hmm. <laughs> you don't. You don't. Because it's a ham sandwich in your pocket. Yeah. They call Good. you baloney pants. The old ham sandwich in the pocket trick. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm not falling for that <laughs> that's one. That's why again. all the dogs in the neighborhood love you so much. <laughs> I was wondering. I was are like, you man. Just, <laughs> are you just happy to see me or do you have ham in your pants? <laughs> Speaking of dogs, okay, so it was it was my birthday, and I got this card from my wife right here. So that's birthday greetings from the bark side. Ah, puns. I love it. I love it. My wife knows me too well. She mixed two of my favorite things, Star Wars and dogs. Star Wars and dogs. Do you have a dog currently? I don't. No. No. I had a little puppy for a while, and um, he actually went to go live with my mother-in-law. We we moved, and we weren't able to bring our pets to where we were going, so we we found them new homes, 
And uh, my puppy luckily stayed in the family and went with my mother-in-law. So I get to see him every once in a while. But uh, yeah, he was he was my my first dog. Little, uh, I thought you were going to say he, he went to go live on a farm, and I was like, oh, that's sad. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going with that. And I was like, this, this is, are, are you sure this isn't a euphemism? Yeah, or did your no. wife tell you that to make you feel better? <laughs> She's like, last he went to go live on a farm, Tony, but it's yeah. okay. We're just never going to see him again. He's on a farm. Yeah. No, it was, it was still a sad moment, but luckily we, got to, we do get to see him, so it isn't as sad, but... Yeah, we look forward to getting a dog, though, in the future. Right now, we just kind of don't feel, you know, it would be right. Because we like to travel. We like to, you know, kind of be out of the house a lot. And just having a pet would be too much right now, especially a dog. Oh, yeah, I feel you. A cat would probably work better. You just, you know, because cats don't care about you. (laughs) Yeah, cats could care less. Cats would, cats don't mind if you're there or not. Yeah, we had two cats too. We loved our cats. They were they were great. But I, I definitely love cats. Uh, I'd love to have a cat in the future. Love, love to have a dog in the future. I'd love to have goats in the future. I don't know what it is about goats, but I don't know. It just intrigues me. I'd, Are you interested in llamas? An alpaca, maybe. An alpaca, perhaps. Well, what's I don't know. What's your problem with llamas? Then you're okay with I, alpacas. What's the problem with llamas? Llamas are all right, I guess. <laughs> Either or, I don't know. I met an alpaca once, so I kind of like, you know, it we spit had spit at you. We had, no, no. Luckily, oh. he was trained. So, but we had a little chemistry, and and you know, I was like, oh, alpaca would be fun. That could be an interesting, <laughs> interesting pet to have. But yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. I'm just you know. It would be great, but that that means having you know property and a farm and and really making sure we can take care of them. <laughs> I can, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that your apartment an an apartment's gonna allow you to have an alpaca. Yeah, no, you got to have the space <laughs> for an alpaca or a goat. And the thing I learned about goats because I went and I I met some. Uh, there was a guy that had brought his goats for a little petting zoo situation thing and so i was talking with him about the goats and he was saying oh yeah goats are great but you can't just have one you have to have like a few of them because they're herd they're herding animals so if you get one it gets super lonely and that's when they start like they'll really cling to you and they won't ever leave you alone and they're super noisy so he's like yeah you have to get a few if you're really gonna do it so i was like oh man okay well i gotta i gotta wait until i actually buy the farm you know, yeah, I have. I've, for the most part, a lot of my life, there's just been a dog around in some way or another. Uh, but yeah, I got my current puppy, who was a miniature Schnauzer, back in February. I believe her name's Daisy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we have a lot of fun. That's awesome. So, and she's and small, she's not- so she can totally handle the apartment life. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Well, me being a smaller gentleman as well, uh, a great big dog would be just difficult. Yeah. Like, I have a I have family who live close by, who live close by, and they have a standard poodle. And that mm-hmm. dog probably weighs 70 pounds. Like, that dog could take off running and just take my arm with it. it you know, that dog wouldn't need me. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Like, that dog's giant. <laughs> like, you know, you know, and he's really sweet and nice, of course, but if he wanted to, like... There's no way I could walk him. He would kill me. Yeah, <laughs> like, he takes he so, takes you for the walk. 
Oh, he would be. He he would yeah. definitely. You know, like I'd be the one being drugged behind his leash. I just realized I, I a few minutes ago I said I would buy the farm, and I think that's a that's a term for dying. So I, I want to retract <laughs> that statement and say I will not buy the farm. I will own a farm where I will have some animals on it. I just want to <laughs> restate that. Someone's going to hear that and they're going to be like, "Oh my god, buy the farm!" Going to buy guy. the farm. <laughs> you hear Tony's going to buy the farm? Yeah. <laughs> I like, guess that's oh good news God. for his wife. Yeah. <laughs> I hear his wife's really excited about it, actually. He's, he's buying the farm next week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so let's have a check-in real quick. How many reviews do we have? How many five-star reviews do we have? Uh, stand by. I'll have to tell you. By third episode, let's take a look here. Um... Uh, <laughs> zero. Zero. Oh, you know... Look, this is unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs> we need we need more ratings. We need one rating at least. Well, I think, Tony, we managed to come to the conclusion that the reason they didn't rate is because they didn't want to leave five stars. Maybe. I think that, that, that's something we may need to come to, come to terms with. <laughs> yeah. Like we have to lower the expectation a little bit. Lower the requirements. Say, look, it's cool if you want to leave a three-star review. No, right. I'm not. You don't lower the expectation for your children just because they suck. <laughs> no. I don't care you didn't get an A on that math homework. You'll get an A next week. Uh, that's true. No, Man. we mustn't lower our expectations. We must fight it, them on the beaches. We I, must I think fight I, them on the landing grounds. I think I know what the, the reasoning might be. The description of our podcast currently says, Shorter by the Hour is hosted by Jacob Holt and Tony Jacobson. Like that's it for the description. I think we have to kind of elaborate on that a little bit oh. to get people. I think I just typed you know. that in as quickly as I could to just be <laughs> done with it. I don't think I actually. I mean, at least it's not false. It doesn't say hosted by Beyonce and Taylor Swift. True. I mean, that would get us a lot of reviews. I don't know if they'd be five stars. We could pass for that too. But, I think. Yeah. You know, I'm often getting compared to Beyonce when I'm outside, you know, when I'm out <laughs> in the streets and. You know, people, oh my God, is that Beyonce? And I'm like, ah, guys, I'm just. I'm, o- I'm always like, I'm Beyonce. Just, yeah, <laughs> maybe on the inside, right? <laughs> well, please rate and review the show if you're listening right now. You know, please just head on over to Apple Podcasts and do your thing. Rate and review five stars, and then you know, give us an honest review of what you think. I'm fine if you want to leave five stars and. Tell us all the ways it's bad. That's fine, as long as it's five stars. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> We've got to know. Look, here's the thing. Between you and I, we at least have to know 10 people who we can personally ask to to listen to the show and then honestly go and, and rate and review. So I think we just have to reach out to a few people. I don't know if I know any people. <laughs> like, I know a dog. You know. Come on. We'll just split it. I know five and you know five. That's it. Let's see. I know my mom. And <laughs> and you're like, she doesn't listen to my podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, we'll get all those cool moms out there to write us reviews. That's what we do. Uh, the mom review. Hey, yeah. I'm totally down, man. If moms are listening, please. You know, and what, what do you want to hear us talk about? We'll talk about some mom topics. 
You know, we both have moms. How about the new jeans? We those new <laughs> the new mom jeans. I saw those new bedazzled jeans at the store. Should I buy yes. Them? <laughs> uh, yeah that that would be a definitely shorter by the by the hour there. That'd be a shorter, shorter. Topics. Yeah, shorter, shorter by the hour. A new podcast. And that episode so, would be called the Mom Talk. <laughs> That, on, there gotta, has I'm to be a podcast down. called The Mom Talk. Hang on. There There's has there, there there is no way. If not, <laughs> there's definitely gonna be somebody buying that URL <laughs> before this goes out. Oh, the, the mom, mom talk. talk. Or the mom's talk, or you know, something like that. Mm, yeah. Uh, no? Uh no. I see Teen Mom Talks Trash. Uh Sex Talk with Mom. Well, yeah, here, Mom Talk Radio Podcast. I guess that's Mom Talk Radio Podcast. I guess that's close enough. The Sex sex Talk with Mom? What is it? What was it called? Sex Talk with my mom. (laughs) That's what it's called. Oh, my God. That's got to be a pretty funny podcast. They just released their most recent episode today. Wow. Episode 317, Mom Twerks. There's a lot of (laughs) Mom Twerks. Mom twerks, comma I retreat. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Subscribe. Yeah, if you subscribe, don't leave five go. stars for this one, do it first. <laughs> do it. Sex talk with mom. Yeah, please. With my mom. Yeah, do that. Oh God. They have. They have several. Reviews. They have six hundred twenty-one reviews. Oh man! Well, they. I mean, how many episodes they have? Three hundred and something. You said right? Yeah. yeah. We're on. You know, this is I our guess third. When we get our three hundred. We'll yeah. We're, we're six hundred. Yeah, three hundred episodes. Yeah. We we'll get there. Wow. We better start cranking out some episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel confident that we will get our. 10 five-star reviews. I know it's going to happen. You know, it just takes a minute. It takes a minute to get it revved up, to get it going, to get the word out, to get people sharing, you know, sharing and caring and appreciating what we're doing here. So, you know, just taking a minute. That's all. (laughs) This, I just, I I can't get over the sex talk with my mom. They even have a (laughs) number. You can text them info. (laughs) You could call, you could text, yes, text mom. (laughs) <laughs> to 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 uh, just sorry, I'll, I'll put it away. Okay, listen, I just, Jacob. I just we're can't. recording a we're recording a yeah, podcast I here. I Please. know, but it's just <laughs> you, it's your fault. Surely, it's it's got to be your fault. I I, I don't know how how, how I would have got <laughs> Oh my god, that's, that's great. That's 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 something else. Oh no, <laughs> what else is going on, man? Uh, hopefully, not sex talk. <laughs> Sex talk. That's our new. That's going to be the new pod. Yes. Sex talk with Jacob and Tony. Call, count me out on that one. <laughs> I'm going to go on and tag out that one. Yeah. I'm going to tag out. It's interesting because, like, um, just speaking, like on my on my own kind of platform with disabled your disability and unbreakable and whatnot. Like, people always ask me. I get questions about that about like sex and because of with the OI and everything, like people will ask questions about that and they're pretty candid about it. And it's like, Oh wow. Like we're going to get into it. You know, I answer the best that I can, you know, I don't answer like everything, but it is funny to get those questions and feel like, Oh, I'm going to really get personal here and talk about some stuff. 
but it's good though. I mean, it, you know, if I can help, if I can share my experience and help somebody, I guess that's good. I mean, promoting understanding is always good. And I mean, it's like the movie we're going to talk about here in a minute. There's a, a scene where they talk about, um, you know, a kid goes up to one of the characters who's in a wheelchair and asks if she's sick. And I always think like kids always say the most interesting things. Mm-hmm. I've had kids run up to me and say such interesting things and it never upsets me. Maybe it no, ought to, but no. it doesn't. I find it really just, well, cause kids don't really have that filter in place yet. So they'll just blurt out anything. Yeah. And I find that really interesting. Kids, kids don't know, but kids, kids know the pure question that they're asking. Whereas yeah. an adult will kind of like hide. Uh, yeah. They'll try to obfuscate. Yeah, exactly. They're going to hide it, but what they're really meaning. So that's why the beauty of kids just kind of saying what they say is awesome because then it's like, oh, yeah, like that's what you're really thinking, you know? So let's talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, they just say what they mean. They don't don't mince words. They say what they mean and they mean what they say. No, they don't actually mean what they say sometimes, but. (laughs) Unless it's about ham sandwiches. Yes, and the placement of them. (laughs) <laughs> and the sound of that i mean it's really about the sound that the ham sandwich makes and if the bread's <laughs> toasted or not yeah there's a lot of factors a lot of variables that go into the well see the i like to think you switch it up ham sandwich. well see i like to think you switch it up every day so like some days it's toasted <laughs> some days it's like a triangle some days it's a square some days it's like you know roasted ham some days it's <laughs> you know <laughs> some days i don't switch it up because the length of time that it, you know, is in there also counts. So, you know. <laughs> the family loves it. They support you. <laughs> My family supports me. My family supports me. Nobody else supports <laughs> you know, it, They though. tell me they love me. They tell me they love me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we get into it now? Are we about? Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. Let's do it. In the upcoming segment of this show, Jacob mistakenly says Buffalo Springsteen. He meant to say Buffalo Springfield. Jacob deeply apologizes for this error and has been shot and beaten appropriately. Thank you very much, and I hope you enjoy this upcoming segment. Well, we wanted to discuss, let's talk about that first. We wanted to discuss the, discuss something on the podcast, so... Uh, Jacob was like, Hey, you want to do a movie? So, you know, I was like, I'm not sure what movie we could do. And then I remembered, uh, seeing Crip Camp and then I was like, you know, yeah, let's, let's do that one. It seems like something that would interest our audience. And, um, it was very interesting to me. So I thought it would be good. So if you want to start, and I know you took some notes, if you want to start and just kind of give a little synopsis of what the film is. Oh, hold on. Before we go any further, if you have not seen Crip Camp, then we're going to have spoilers, so you're going to want to stop listening to the podcast right now. I would also argue it's real life. All of real life is a spoiler. So <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I would say, if you don't know if the ADA was passed or not, it's, it's, it's kind of odd. <laughs> Wait, what's the ADA? <laughs> yeah, so, so there's your warning. We're going to be talking about it. And um, so, yeah, go ahead and... And lay it out, Jacob. What, was, what is this movie? What is this? So this is Crip Camp, I believe. The at least on Netflix, it's uh, it's uh, subtitled Crip Camp: The Disability Revolution. Although some places I don't see that subtitle. So anyway, 
It's about uh, these young adults who go to a camp, Camp Jined, and is it like upstate New York or West mm-hmm. New York, somewhere? And uh, and they they're disabled adults who go to this camp, and it's kind of about the revolution that kind of started there that bled out into the real world. Is that a good synopsis? Yeah, that's that's basically it. Yeah. And directed I think, by James Lambert, L E B R E C H T. How would you How would you go about that one? Uh, James Lebrecht. Lebrecht. Okay. I think it's Lebrecht. L E B R E C T H. Yeah. yeah. James Lebrecht and Nicole Newman directed it. I think it was. Uh, it was a great. To me, it was a great documentary. I, I really enjoyed it as someone with a disability just straight away. I didn't know a lot about what the movie – I didn't know what it was. And then once it really got into the disability rights thing, like there was a lot of stuff I didn't mm-hmm. even know about. I never heard of Section 504 before this movie. Yeah, it was very educational for me and to just see like the history of how long people have been you know, really fighting for – disability rights. Um, now that was kind of like the end result for me, but even from the beginning of watching the movie, I, I was thoroughly engrossed with just the whole seventies vibe. These kids going out to this crazy camp that was like fully, it looked like it was just something thrown together. I'm a huge fan of this movie called meatballs. Have you ever seen meatballs? Never heard of it. Okay. It's a Bill Murray film. That's going to be the next one we're going to talk about. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of the same thing, like a summer camp where, you know, these crazy uh, kids go and they, they, you know, it's a comedy. But anyway, so this movie, so like it's just a the bit vibe. Like Caddyshack. <laughs> it's I'm like hearing. Caddyshack, but at a, at a uh, summer camp. Yes. <laughs> but um, with Crip Camp, when it, you know, the first part of the movie, it was really that. And it was really cool to see these kids really getting out and like, like doing something different, you know, kids with disabilities, like getting together, doing this, this cool summer thing and not really caring about the disability stuff and just kind of going for it, you know? And it was something that, cause I thought about like my childhood and I'm like, yeah, I never did anything like that. Me neither. And so it was, it was like really cool to see these kids doing it, you know, as the movie progressed and like, as it got further into the, the history and with, um, I'm forgetting her name now, Judith, like seeing her, you know, like kind of grow up and how she kind of started. It was just fascinating to me, you know, to see the progression of that. I uh, I kind of have two different thoughts about the movie as a historically significant event that should be covered. I really like it. I really like it as that as a movie. If I was like in the room where they were working on it, I would probably do it differently. I don't, I think making the focus of the movie Gen Ed is kind of odd. They kind of keep bringing it back to that. I have notes about kind of where the movie could have been tightened up or mm-hmm. things that if I was doing it, I would change, but that's, that's just life. Like, on some as far level. as like the creative choices you're saying, like yeah. the story, the way the story was being told. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of my more thoughts on it is I don't know if I would have – like, for example, why isn't the movie just about uh, Judith Human? Like, why isn't it just about her? Like, Well, I, I think I think it's because she may have been the one voice that kind of came out of Crip Camp, right? Like, she yeah. – like, I feel like she's the one voice that came out of the camp to really start making noise. 
So I think, but it really wasn't about her specifically. I feel like she got her power in her voice and she kind of learned even more about what to do in the movement from the people that were at the camp. So I feel like the way that it was structured actually made sense to me where it was like, yeah, there was this kind of, you know, internal dialogue happening where, you know, kids and even adults were like talking about this stuff. And then like Judith was always the voice and you could tell even went back in the day at the camp, like she was, you know, one of the camp counselors and stuff. And so it just made sense that she would then become like, you know, a public voice and start to really speak out. So to me, the structure of it kind of made sense. I see where you're coming from. And I yeah. realize that just because it didn't work for me doesn't mean it won't work for others. Absolutely. But I, just, I felt yeah. like, you know, yes, there are other important people in that movie, but I felt like she was clearly the largest voice. Yeah. She was clearly the voice that spoke above the rest. So to, yeah, I think the movie, as I was watching it, I just felt like that's what the movie wanted to be about was her. I felt like they it was constantly, she was constantly the one that the movie focused on. Yeah. For it to then, I mean, the only part of the movie she's not to focus is like the first 15 minutes. Yeah. It's kind of just about like uh, the director and then the camp in general. But after that, I would say the movie is almost entirely about her. Yeah. Well, it definitely... And I and I totally understand where you're coming from with that because it totally did switch to where because I I didn't get that until later you know where it was like a like I said before where I was watching it and I was like oh yeah it's cool to see these kids in this camp and like just kind of doing their thing and then you realize oh it's about her and really mm-hmm. she's the focus of it so yeah I, yeah I get what you're saying too as far as the kind of overall structure of it you know being a little disjointed at the beginning like well what is this really about. And then it kind of comes to be. Yeah, because I feel like the real movie doesn't kick in until about 20 minutes in, 15, yeah. 20 minutes in. The movie yeah. doesn't really start. I th- yeah, it- I think – I'm not sure why they did that. You know, maybe um, – I, gosh, I don't know. We got to ask them. Yeah, and then I had one other thing that really bugs me, and I want to uh-huh. get this out. Okay. <laughs> which is the opening song, which is For What It's Worth by Buffalo Springsteen. It's a mm-hmm. good song, but I hear it in every documentary ever made. Like, it I, is I, so – I why? why? Why choose that song? I've heard I it don't even scene. know what it – which one is it? I'm trying to, Stop, like, think of look, it. look, what's that sound? Everybody, look, uh, what's going yeah. down? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a good song. I like it. It's just – it's – it's in every documentary. Well, like, when when was that song released? Forever that could ago. tell a lot. That could tell a lot. Um, I mean, I'm sure it was out at that time. Give me a second. What's the name of it again? For What It's Worth by Buffalo Springsteen. Let's see. The release of that song. I mean, I'm guessing that it was like that year or something, you know? It came out in 1966. Oh, okay, yeah. So that was before, because this kind of started in '71. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just no. I felt like that. That uh, yeah, I just I hear that because I really love documentaries, and I feel like that's mm-hmm. just a song that I hear all the time in documentaries from that time period. True. You know. True. I, you know, I when I hear that song, I think of footage from you know, like of helicopters flying in Vietnam. <laughs> right, that's what right, I think right. Because I've seen that so much. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, why open with that one? You could have opened with any other song. The rest of the movie, I think, is fine soundtrack-wise. Yeah, and maybe, you know, open with something that's stronger towards what the meaning and purpose and intent of the film is, you know? I don't know what song that would be, but maybe that's it. I don't know. 
I mean, they clearly had a soundtrack budget because there are some big tracks on this movie. Yeah. So they clearly had a budget for it. So they couldn't. It's not a. It's not a money issue. Mm-mm. But those are my two biggest complaints. Yeah. <laughs> those <laughs> are my two biggest ones. The music, <laughs> what I think, is a bigger complaint for me. Is just I, I, you know that that really put me off of the movie. Is I started and I was like, oh, oh, it's gonna be one of like, these. Like, oh man, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, of course it opens with this. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, um, you know, I listen, I listen to music also in movies. I didn't have that sort of reaction, but, uh, you know, I was just more interested in the content and the way they started it. I felt just visually was, was cool, you know, and with, um, cause I, I, I watched it a while ago. So I believe it starts with, I forget his name and they're kind of showing him in, in modern day, right. Where he's working and Jimmy. stuff. That's James. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember watching that and thinking there's a shot of him climbing up a ladder. Right, like, right. That would in no way be allowed today. <laughs> yeah. That would like even if you could like, do what is... that, the lawyers would shut you down. There's <laughs> no way. Right. If he falls these days, you could sue him to oblivion. Oh, that's but, it. Yeah. You know, that would be the end of the line. Yeah. So, but and, you know, which yeah, it's just. But you see that, and and like when I saw them, I'm like, whoa, what is that? You know what I mean? Like, so just yeah. to me, it was very intriguing from the beginning. And um, oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't. I personally don't have. I mean, I don't have any complaints about it. Um, yeah. I those think are really that, my only complaints. I don't yeah. want to give the impression that I hate it or even dislike it. It's a really yeah. good, well-made movie. I yeah. just, yeah, you know, and that's the choices that they made. Yeah. So. What okay? So, what are some of the points that you did enjoy and did appreciate about the movie? Uh, let me look through my notes here. Uh, so, I remember the one of the first things I wrote down was uh, Judy Human said one of the reasons they wouldn't let her go to public school is because she was a fire hazard. I was mm. like, yeah, that sounds about right. Right. You know, that sounds like what people did. Yeah, you just can't go. God forbid somebody have to carry her out if there's a fire. Yeah, I remember. I remember uh, something in the movie where it was, and I forget what it was. And you probably, I'll just say what I'm going to say, and then you can tell me if, what part in the movie it is. Uh, where someone talked about something, and I think it was about going to school. And I had remembered a time when, because um, my elementary school was a you know quote unquote special needs school, and then it was like around sixth grade, fifth or sixth grade for me, where it was like, oh it's time to go to mainstream school and like the, the word like mainstream school was a thing. And then my friend Joey went to this other school cause he went to mainstream, which was like, you know, the normal school. Right. And I remember like going through that just in real life and like wondering, Oh, what does that mean? You know, what is that school? What is like, it felt really weird. And I remember that it's something in the movie triggered that memory for me. So was there something I I can't remember now specifically. I mean there is a scene where they discuss how uh Judy when she went to school, she uh, went to school in the basement. And mm-hmm. uh you know you know and there were basically upstairs children and downstairs children. That's right, yeah. Yeah. So I, that's I remember. probably the part you're thinking about, yeah. Yeah. It had triggered that memory for me. Did you go through any of that or or no? I was rather mainstreamed, so I went to the normal public school. I still, of course, had issues with accessibility, and they always wanted to shove me away in a special needs class, even though I didn't mm-hmm. need it. Yeah. It was irritating. Yeah. Because uh, he can't walk. He clearly can't read. That yeah, that was, that was so <laughs> frustrating for me, too. I was like, what is happening? Like, why? Yeah. You know? It was so kind of mixed up. 
back in the day. Like, yeah. I don't know what they were thinking, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I dealt with some of that and it was really not until high school that I finally got everybody to leave me alone and just let me be a student. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> until then I was like chaperoned all the time. Oh. Like, you know, you can't have fun when an adult sit your side all day. Right. <laughs> you can't, exactly. You can't be so, a kid. You can't do like no. the normal stuff that you want to do in school. Yeah. Yep. So that, yeah. was, that was my school experience. So while I was in the mainstream school with my peers, there were often uh, points where I was not with my classmates as such. I remember like when I went to like a regular school – and yeah, just the difficulty of like people trying to accommodate, uh, you know, it, it was just so weird during that time. And this was late seventies, early eighties. So early eighties, I would say. So yeah, this was all during that time. So like, like watching the movie, I was like, oh man, there was a lot of stuff happening like on, you know, higher levels and with bigger people and within government and like stuff happening that I didn't even know about, but I was being affected by. So again, watching this film was great for me because it was a huge history lesson that I wouldn't have even thought about. Yeah. I had taken the initiative many years ago to just sit down and study the ADA because I had gotten pissed off that the places I was going didn't weren't as accessible as I would like. And I wanted to know, why is this legal? Why are they allowed to do this? Right. So I remember getting down deep into that and I came up with a lot of the stuff that you see in the movie for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I, I'd like to do a deep dive into it and see what's going on. I'm sure there's I, – I feel there's good things, but I mean of course there's tons of work to still be done. Yeah, the ADA was really important, also passed by a Republican president, which at the time, you know, especially looking back, was really interesting. Because you think Jimmy Carter would have passed the ADA. That sounds really up Jimmy Carter's alley, doesn't it? <laughs> right, right. And then, no, no, George H.W. Bush. Who yeah. knew? <laughs> Who knew? That's what usually happens. It's like years later and you go, oh, yeah, there were some good things there. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know and I'm not saying that I didn't like George W. Bush, George H.W. Bush before that or after that or anything. It's just interesting. Yeah. You, you don't tend to – think of Republican presidents as expanding government like that. Yeah, exactly. But it is a good thing because it, it just shows that, you know, it's a conversation for everybody. It's a conversation for everybody. It doesn't matter what side you're on. It's a, it's an everybody conversation. Richard Nixon created the EPA. What's the EPA? The Environmental Protection Agency. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see? So just, you just you just never know. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, that's one of the things I carry around in my pocket. Like, did you know this? <laughs> hey, Isn't did that you wild? Know? Hey, just Isn't that wild? Yeah. <laughs> you know, fell out of my pocket. <laughs> it was next to my ham sandwich. Yeah, right next to the ham sandwich. <laughs> okay. Uh, so other stuff I have written down, uh, they had like group sessions which I thought was really neat. There's one line where um one per, uh, where I think it's Judy who says, "Remember um, that you're speaking to her, not about her. I was like, that's yeah. a cool line. Yeah. Like, that's a really, you know, just just powerful moment. Um, There's one part that I was found interesting, and I'd be interested to see what you think about this. There's mm -hmm. one part of the movie where they imply that, like, at Camp Jeanette and just in their world, there was, like, a hierarchy of disabled people. So, like, polio was at the top, <laughs> and, like, cerebral palsy was at the bottom. Right. And I was like, I have never had that thought in my life. 
that I am better or worse than anyone who has a disability. So I was just, have you ever heard of that? Cause I had, and that was, that's never a discussion that I've had. Yeah. I have absolutely heard about, uh, heard of that. I've, I've experienced it myself because there was always like, you know, I go into it a lot actually where I call it comparative suffering. And, um, and I've, and I've actually experienced that because a lot of my friends as when I was growing up, and even now, uh, you know, we may have like varying disabilities. So, I mean, we've gotten past the point of of comparing and saying, oh, yours, yours is worse than mine. You can do this and I can't do that, blah, blah, blah. But when we were kids, there was definitely like a, a thing with that. And especially in like my elementary school where it would be that, where it was like, yeah, kind of like, you know, the kids that were just using chairs, but you know, had certain disabilities were kind of with this group and this. And so I can't say for sure, like that it was a real thing, but I felt that it was where it was like, oh yeah, we're being kind of uh, sorted out here where it's like, okay, you go in this group, you go in this group. And just so happens that we have the same disability, you know? So yeah, I, I definitely feel that people were treated differently and um, there was more, I don't want to say like respect for certain groups, but there was definitely like different groups were treated differently just within, you know, uh, the disability within that, within that school. And then even later, like once I got out in the mainstream and then met other kids with disabilities, we did the same thing. I mean, I, I remember kind of doing the same stuff where it was like, oh yeah, they, I don't know. It's, it's so weird. It's so weird, but I, I can understand that. I've, I've felt that before. That's interesting. Like I said, may I I don't recall at least myself having those thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I can stand, therefore I'm better than this person who can't. Right. Or I'm on a higher social level or something. Like, no, I've yeah. never I've never felt that. But maybe yeah, maybe that's there and was never talked about or I, anyway, but I I I personally never thought that. Yeah, it's strange even to this day within the OI community. Um, that stuff happens now. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. Like between the types of OI, right? Mm -hmm. Type one, type three, like, you know, and people will like act certain ways and say certain things. I mean, it really pisses me off because I'm like, why are you even having this thought in your mind? But I think it's, it's, I think people do that just to, um, you know, make themselves feel better. Mm -hmm. And also to just kind of like classify things. I don't know. I think that's just a human trait for us is to label things and classify it as good, bad. Oh, yeah. Humans love to label and put things in, in boxes. And these are these people and they go over here and these are these people and they go here. And and so it, it creates, you know, there's a lot of ego involved in it. And it's unfortunate because like progress doesn't happen when that happens. So like for me, when I do see that, I always will say something and I always try and speak against that, meaning like just talk about something else, talk about the bigger picture. But um, yeah, I've definitely experienced it and um, it is, it is weird. It's definitely a, a weird thing that can happen. Although one of those discussions led to one of my favorite lines in the movie, which was, um, uh, oh, it was, uh, let me find his name, Neil Jacobson, not related. He said, um, S O N S O N, not S E N. Yeah, yes. S O N. Yes. Uh, he was telling uh, his mother that he was going to get married to his wife, Denise. 
And his mom apparently said to him, I understand why you want to marry a handicapped girl, but why can't it be a polio? It's like, that's a <laughs> right. great line. He's my favorite person in that movie. Hands yes. down. Yes, Neil Jacobson's absolutely. my favorite. He's the guy I want to hang out with. Like, I, remember I want to that. just sit and hang out with him. He's yeah. he's my favorite person in that movie, hands down. <laughs> I remember that part. It was it was funny. And then he has one of my other favorite lines, which was um uh, one night a camp counselor taught me how to kiss. Best physical therapy I ever had. <laughs> and it's like that high five. I wish yes. I could have high fived him. Like high five. Like Oh my god! Those are my two favorite lines in the movie, both from him. (laughs) I think they're awesome. Yeah, you know, I think back then it was very much like that, just across, you know, just in society. You know, people always expected, oh, you know, black people gonna be with black people. Uh, You know, oh, uh, well, back then you didn't talk about being gay, but like even now, oh, uh, this person's gay, so they got to be friends with this gay person. You know, oh, they're the only two gay people; they should get together. You know, like I think that kind of thought, you know, it was really running rampant back then. You know, people didn't have the expansive kind of consciousness we do now, but I think back then, like, yeah, just when when you niche it down into the disability community. It's so funny. Cause I even remember I had one friend who had OI when I was, when I was younger. And so people always thought that we would get together, you know, cause she had OI and I had OI. So it was just like, what are you talking about? Like, that makes no sense, guys. We're not attracted to each other. I had this, I, I've had the same uh, experience where I went to school with uh, a young woman who had OI and they just thought that, well, we were just destined to be in love. They thought yeah. that that was just destiny. It's just like, destiny. It's that like... That's just, yeah, that like, you know, that's just, of course, going to happen. Yeah. And it's uh, like, what's, what's destiny is the fact that there's two of us in this school. Yeah. Like, that's... and we just, yeah, you know, just that fact alone. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, it was just fate. And, you know, and I, of course, I have this experience at least once a year where somebody comes up to me and says, you know, do you know Bill? He's also in a wheelchair. You know, do you know Bill? It's yeah. not like we have meetings every week. You know, you know, it's I, I I You're like, oh yeah, I just I just heard from Bill. Yeah, he just called me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think that we're we anyway? Yeah. No, I don't know Bill. It's so funny because since OI since OI is so rare, I think that's a thing. Like, you know, oh I, I know somebody. Do you know this person? Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, and then my favorite is last year I got this. This just suddenly started happening, and I find it hilarious but also mildly irritating <laughs> where people suddenly started asking me, are you that kid from the commercial that I saw on TV? <laughs> I do not. And that You're happened kidding. like every other week. Uh, like it was like, you know, you know are you yeah. that kid? Apparently there was some – Shriners commercial. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. On TV Alec, Alec, kid with a <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they thought that was me. Dude, I can't. I guarantee. I guarantee there are a, a bunch of OIers that get that because Alec does have that that kind of look. You know, I mean, it's hilarious, dude. I've heard that same thing. Um, you know, rest in peace to Sean Stevenson. He made a name for himself. So the, uh, now the the that he had made a name, there was a bunch of people that said, oh, are you Sean Stevenson to, you know, people that look like Sean? It was like, oh my gosh. Like, it's just, ugh. Yeah. Well, I had two thoughts about that, and I never did this, which was one, I should just start signing autographs and saying yes. (laughs) 
I should just take start pictures doing with that. people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I should just start taking selfies and saying yes. Yeah. My other option was. Well, no way. That kid's much uglier than me. Like that was my other thought, you know, which, you know, it's really mean, you know, and I would never do either of those, but those were my two, you know, kind of sides of the same coin. I'm like, I should do this. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. But I used to get that all the time. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that definitely that part of the, the film is, you know, that happened when you were talking about the hierarchy, I think it does happen. And um, it, it was great to see, like, just later on in the film where, you know, they really started getting into uh, the fight, you know, when they would show the the sit-in that they did. Um, oh, my God, man. That was, like, so powerful. People sleeping on the floors. And, yeah, and I was like, really oh, my God. It really fires you up, doesn't it? Yeah. It makes you want <laughs> to go sleep outside. I was like, dude, I'm gonna, I got to go and start a protest somewhere. You know, like, yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. Like, it was making me want to yeah. get out there because I'm like, oh, my God, I can do this. Let's do it, you know? It was very, uh, very motivating for me to say, you know, hey, you got you to gotta keep doing what you're doing because you got to, you know, clearly things can happen when you – when you get out there and make some noise, it was, I thought it was really powerful. Yeah. My notes kind of stop about halfway through the movie. Cause a lot of that stuff I already know, uh, you know, I took notes about, you know, at the time in the camp, they all had pubic lice. That's a good time. <laughs> yeah. uh, I took that down. I couldn't forget that. I know. I also, right. I also took down crab power. I'm sure that's said in the movie. I don't have any context right. for it. I don't remember that. Yeah. Hashtag crab I mean, power. And then uh, my last thing I wrote down, and I'm just going to read you it verbatim because it's way okay. funnier than explaining it, which is uh, Denise Jacobson gonorrhea. <laughs> That's what I wrote down. I just wrote down Denise Jacobson gonorrhea. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, gonorrhea does not discriminate. No. That's the lesson. <laughs> Protect yourself. Should we explain that? Because I don't. <laughs> I if someone wonder, just jumped in, is it someone... better to explain it or to not? Because <laughs> on know. one hand, I don't want it to sound like we're being disparaging to her. No, because no, know, no, no. Because of course not. I, I, no, I, I, I thought it was great. I thought she had a really great, you know, attitude about it. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, no. I mean, it's just something that happens. I mean, it's not any big deal. It doesn't matter yeah. who it happens to. It's yeah. just like, hey, it happens, man. Yeah, and you gotta. Well, basically, you know. she had had a a relationship with a bus driver, and uh, she went to the hospital. And instead of checking to see if she had gonorrhea, which she ended up having, they just removed her appendix. Oh, that was crazy. Yeah, ridiculous. But again, that was what year was that? You oh, know, I don't remember. It was probably in the late seventies. Yeah, I don't think they put the, a year on it. The seventies was a crazy time. Yeah. Well, it's weird, too, because in that scene, she says she has an affair, but I don't think she was married at that time. But anyway, anyway. Well, she may have been saying like an affair, meaning like maybe the bus driver was married or something. Oh, Maybe she meant it that way. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I took it as. So I don't know. It's not important. But, yeah. (laughs) Get yourself tested, kids. It is important. Get yourself tested. Get tested and protect yourself. Just protect yourself. Like, it's so easy. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Put the Jimmy hat on. <laughs> you ever hear that expression? I, I just not. aged myself. Yeah, the Jimmy you hat. Just dated yourself. Yeah. Ooh, just dated it. Just dated it. Oh my god. Yeah. So uh, anyway, ham sandwich. Okay, Anywho. here we go. <laughs> it's a great movie. Definitely go out. Uh, see it on Netflix. It's on Netflix right now. Yeah, it's a Netflix original. It's not going anywhere, thankfully. 
does that conclude our Crip Camp discussion? Uh, unless the only thing we didn't talk about really, we didn't talk much detail about kind of that back half of the movie where they do the sit-in with Section 504 and then the ADA. And I don't know how much detail we want to go in there. Yeah, I mean, I I personally, again, it was, you know, it, it was just so powerful to watch that whole thing come together and to learn the history of it for me, you know. Uh, I mean, there was stuff in there I, I didn't know about, and I still need to research and and figure out. You've learned more about the ADA, so I mean, can you can you speak a little bit about that? About the ADA, I can speak. I hadn't heard of Section Five Hundred Four before this, and I think part of the reason is that's one of those things that was passed but never really enforced. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to pass a law; it's really hard to enforce it. Right, and that's kind of my issue with the ADA, just in general. Is I think enforcement is spotty at best. The ADA usually only becomes a barrier when you're doing new construction. Yeah. Tends to be. But when you're actually like looking at an existing infrastructure in some way, the ADA has very little to do with it. Um, yeah, I, I would say the ADA is really great. I'm happy it exists. There's, of course, a lot more work to be done. Uh, I get frustrated. I, I still, because there are a lot of places that I've chosen not to go because I don't think they're accessible enough mm-hmm. and that's kind of my protest choice it's yeah. like well, i'm not gonna go fight there to go and spend money or whatever or grace them with my presence if i can't if i have a hard time getting through the door or something or using the restroom or whatever because when i went to college there were still several buildings that i would say weren't adequately handicap accessible and that was right you know not not too long ago i'm not really old yet Give me some time. <laughs> but, You're not uh, old. Come on. Not, I, I'm old at heart. I'm the opposite of young right. at heart. I'm old right, at right. heart. <laughs> yeah, but even when I went to college, the, you know, the the buildings were not accessible enough, and I got really aggravated. Yeah. Because uh, uh, my reading of the ADA is what it says is you have to make reasonable, accessible accommodations if it's readily achievable, I think is the exact verbiage that is used, which basically means if it's not too expensive. Right. So if you can argue it's not too expensive, you don't have to do it, which I think is bullshit. Well, then, yeah, and there can be so many interpretations to that. I went to a public university. They had plenty of money. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I absolutely think the, the money is always the issue. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Anyway, I mean, they remodeled the, the like the main student union on campus. And they spent, oh, like just like $200 million on that building. It was insane. Mm-hmm. And they forgot to put in push button like automatic doors. Oh my god! For two hundred million dollars, <laughs> you're re- really uh, like I made a big stink about it. I was like, "You guys spent that much money? How'd you mess that mess up yeah. that bad?" Uh, did they fix like, it? Yeah, yeah, they. Uh, yeah. I made a big stink about it. That's and pretty crazy. It it does seem it does seem like still a kind of a long fight to get people to understand, you know, in the um, architectural world, in the design world, you know, these concepts of, you know, like, do you really have to put even stairs on this thing? You know what I mean? Like just simple concepts of, of that. Like, I understand it's a design choice, right? But it's like, yeah, but do you really need that? You know, like just anything, the size of it, you know, all the accessibility stuff, it just needs to be, that needs to be the fight where it's like, 
getting these people that are do, doing the building, the designing, the architecture, the construction to really like tune in and be like, yeah, do we really need it this way? You know, let's let's make it accessible. Like let's that should be the norm. And it's never going away as our population continues to age. We're going to continue to have people who are going to have accessibility issues, even if they weren't right. born with them. So yep. It's going to continue to be a bigger issue. Yeah. And the more we kick the can, the bigger an issue it becomes. I mean, a big issue I have, too, is just with housing. I, I spent the world over trying to look for an apartment I could mm. afford where I could use the bathroom. Right. <laughs> like, it sounds it's like crazy. a small thing. It yeah. sounds like a small thing. I just want to be able to take a piss. Yeah. But, like, no. No, it, it is It is a hell of a fight. Yeah. Is there anything, uh, is there anything specific that, like, I could do for, you know, for this fight? Because, like, I don't use a chair, right? But where, where can I fit in? Where can I, you know, bring my voice? Where can our listeners kind of help with this also? I'd say when you notice something, say something. And mm-hmm. Don't take bullshit answers. Don't take excuses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't take excuses. Well, it was this. No, you know, just say, no, that's not good enough. Because that's and the just, thing. Like, say, you know, I'm in a place and I notice something and I say something to, like, the owner or whatever. Like, they're going to look at me and they're going to be like, oh, well, dude, why are you worried about it? You're, you're not even using a chair. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's always going to be this friggin' argument about that. And I think for people like myself, uh, you know, that do want to say something, I think it's like fight the good fight. Like, say something. And like you're saying, don't take, it, don't take bullshit answers and, and really, like, make the conversation happen. Mm-hmm. Because uh, my viewpoint that I'm sure is wrong is that people do want to do the right thing, especially when it is economically advantageous. Mm-hmm. especially when the money makes sense, they want to do the right thing. So if you can show them that the money makes sense in some way, yeah, you know, say, well, I know all these people and they're not going to come here anymore. Yeah. You got to speak to the pocketbook sometimes. You got to yeah. like talk you, to the money. You know, it's unfortunate, but it is, yeah. but it is the world we live in. Now, let me ask you this. So in the ADA, it, what, what part of the ADA helps financially? Is there any part of it that helps financially? Not to, okay. So here's the deal. I haven't read the whole thing because it's a okay. long, boring law. Yeah, I don't know yeah. anybody. I, I doubt the people that even pass the thing know it's all what's what's in it. <laughs> right, let's, right. Let's be honest. <laughs> so I haven't like read it all. You know, where you know verbatim. Yeah. But uh, to the best, of, I'm sure it, it it gives funding somewhere in there for some things. Uh, I I would be shocked if it didn't. Yeah, I would think that if there's, you know, this law that says, hey, you got to make these adjustments. So it's the reason I'm thinking of that is to, you know, eliminate that excuse, eliminate the the money excuse of like it would cost too much for me to change that. You know, that's always the big, biggest excuse. And it's like if there would be some way to financially eliminate that excuse, I think that we could, you know, get a lot more done. Yeah. And then I think the eternal issue is going to be that different disabilities have different needs. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's one thing that I often think about is like this works for me in this situation. Right. But I don't know if it would work for this other person in this situation. But then yeah. how do we it, – it's, it, it's kind of how do you address everything at once? Yeah. And, I think you that – you know, You know, I say that. Not as a defeatist, but saying that it's a hard problem. Yeah. And saying that it's not always easy. There's a lot of variables with it. I think it's, you know, making, um, 
personally, I think it's about making spaces transformable, making the accessibility transformable. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Where like you say, oh, if this doesn't work, like if this handle doesn't work or if this, you know, shower head is this way, you know, you can adjust it so that it works in many different accessible ways. You know, to me, that would make sense. I, I agree. Like I said, easier said than done. But right. It's all. It's always easier said than done. <laughs> I think this is. But this is a good start, though. This is a good thing. I'm taking notes, and you never know. I might have to, you know, make a couple calls and and start some conversations. The biggest issues that I have, kind of day, you know, the most frequently, are like a parking because I am very grateful that I get to drive around, and finding a handicapped parking space sometimes is a real pain in the neck. Yeah. Because I have to have the crosshatch zone for my ramp to come out of the van. Mm-hmm. And that's a real fun time. And then the other one's bathrooms. Like, I don't mm. need a sep- uh, like a special space-age bathroom. I just got to be able to fit the chair in, guys. Right. Fit the chair and turn around. Like, I'm not, exactly. I'm not asking for miracles here. Yeah. Fit the chair and turn around. Maybe a few handlebars would be nice. Eh. And here, <laughs> At least and for me the, in my situation. But. And here's the thing. So, yeah, that'd be cool for you. Guess what? That would be cool for me too. <laughs> like yeah. I, I would love to have bigger stalls, like just be the norm. Get, let's put some handles up. Like, dude, I'm totally cool with that too. Yeah. I tell you, there's nothing more frustrating in life than really like so, – so you're on a road trip. You're driving down the road. You're about to explode, so you finally pull over at like McDonald's <laughs> or something right. because you know they'll have a handicapped restroom. And and you go into the restroom, and there are like four stalls. Only one is like big enough for the wheelchair, and there's exactly. somebody in it, and the other yeah. three are empty. Ugh. There's nothing worse than life. Yeah. So now I went through all this work, <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, well, what do I do? Do I just get a car go somewhere else? I really got to go. Yeah. Try to fit in one of the other stalls. No, it's too small. Uh, I don't know. Do I uh, go in the urinal? Like, fit me. It's just like, could I figure this out? Right. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do here? A- anyway. But that's the thing. It's like that's not on you to have to figure that shit out. Like that that should just be – it should just – every stall should fucking be accessible. Excuse my language. So, you know, that's the thing is like every stall should just have it. So it just – in common sense should tell you that that make – that that is the right thing to do. But it just doesn't end up being that way and it's – you know, it's just so crazy. I mean I had those issues in high school. When I was in high school, there were classes I had to take in like our old gymnasium. And like you, you had to just go. Like it was like out. You had to like go outside to then go to the buildings. You go out there in the rain and the snow or oh my whatever. Gosh. And then there was no handicap accessible restroom in that building. So oh. if I had to go to the bathroom, I've now got to excuse myself from class and trek all the way to the main building oh, <laughs> just to go to God. the bathroom. So, Yeesh. needless yeah. to say, I made sure that they knew I was unhappy with it. I right. think my senior year, I flat out told them, "I'm not doing it." Yeah. You, you no, just get good. over it. I, yeah. I, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. I took Spanish online that year. <laughs> I finished it in like three weeks. I didn't learn anything though. Right. Yeah, that's um, that's interesting. We can definitely. That's. I mean, that's a huge topic. You know. Yeah. We could have. We... Espanol. <laughs> where is the bathroom? How do you say? Uh, where's my ham sandwich? And then how do you answer in your pant pocket <laughs> oh, oh i have no idea i told you i didn't learn anything in spanish class you know like de donde es is where you know <laughs> right right you know where, where is you know de donde espanol is where is bathroom but other than that that's all i got 
<laughs> I don't like the Spanish word for patio. It's patio. That's about it. <laughs> mi sandwich de jamón está en mi bolsillo. <laughs> <laughs>